Welcome to Hospitality. I'm Stefan Zarnecki of Black Tie Tours. With me, as always, is Wesley Jones of Tour Cascadia and local artist Cole Rogers. And today, uh, our guest has been around the Willamette Valley for quite some time. He's been work. He's worked at Hamaker, Lemelson, Rex Hill, Archery Summit, Adea, Apollini, and Laurel Ridge, and probably many others that you're not even telling me. And he is the reigning, defending, undisputed king of Laughlin Loop, Chris Berg of Roots Wine Company. Thank you. Welcome, Chris. Welcome, friend. Thank you, thank you. So happy thank to uh, be at your beautiful vineyard, winery. Thank you. House, deck, all of the above. All of it. Yeah. It's, it's a perfect day for it, too. It's a beautiful day. Thank you for for picking this day out for us <sighs> this worked I, I looked through my schedule and i spent years yeah. well we flew yeah we all flew in and set yes, up yes exactly yeah. in my cessna citation well we're glad you're rich man thanks yeah it no it really is it's a perfect <laughs> the weather's perfect and it's so gorgeous <laughs> you i know surprisingly because it was shitty over in sun valley this morning when i was there was it was nasty i wasn't no, expecting was nice yesterday. weather no yeah. i didn't either yeah but we got a you got a beautiful view. So yeah, you get to wake up to this every morning. And right? Well, when I when I wake up. When yeah. you wake up. If you don't. Yeah. So what's it like? No. You've uh, you've been here on site since 2002 or you've planted in 2002? No. Or no, you had your first wine in 2002, right? Exactly. Yes, but you planted yes. in what 99 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, cuz it takes a few years to get actual fruit off of the stuff. Now, when did you guys move it. out to live out here? I moved out here from Portland in 2001. Okay. Yeah, in the winter of. So who planted the vineyard? Which was horrible time of year yeah. to move. Uh, I did. Oh, okay. Well, not by myself. Well, I've been foolish. You could have. No, me and a few other people. Yeah, I could okay. made myself sound that that like I'm like gung ho type guy, but no. These hands. These did you hands. did you plant the whole vineyard by initially? Myself. No, no. I mean, <laughs> everything planted right now. Did you plant that this many acres initially, or did you like built? It took a couple of years. Okay. But I did it by myself. How many did you plant the first year? <laughs> oh, we're getting we, we, we figured that one out. What, how many Captain Planet? Uh, how yes. many acres did you plant initially? Oh, uh, we planted about oh god, what was it? About three and a quarter acres. Okay, wow. In '99, and then the remainder, mm, four, just under four acres the next year in 2000. Did you get so, better yeah. at it after doing it the first uh, three and a half acres? Was the lat second four a lot easier? Yeah, we actually got vines that actually didn't suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. That helped. Well, it was like initially we're just like in a rush. We're just like, oh, we got to put stuff in the ground. We need to get this done. So I go around. I'm like looking. Anybody got any vines? Anybody got any vines? You know, like looking around in the corners for like some, some good weed. You know, right. you're, you end up getting the ditch weed type stuff, and that's <laughs> not the stuff you want to get. Yeah, yeah, oh, totally, like Mexican oh. brick weed, you know, that right. came in the tire. It like it's awful. Yeah. Oh, God. The worst. Nasty, oh. nasty hey stuff. Weed, but Don't now that drugs, weed's kids. legal here in Oregon, you're getting the kind, but. No hay weed left. <laughs> no, no hay weed. Right. No. So, anyway, so, um, yeah, so we got some, some ditch weed plants. Okay. That basically, you know, the graphs were horrible. Mm. And I had some friends help help me out here, like uh, a guy, Aaron Lieberman, who's now down in Iris Hill. Mm. Um, great dude. Uh, and um, uh, Russ Gladhart, whose family has Winters Hill. And they were helping me put in the vineyard initially. And... I just couldn't find like Duarte. There no, I couldn't get vines from them. It took like a couple of weeks to get vines from them. Uh, a couple of years to get vines from them. So I ended up finding vines uh, that they they fit the bill. I mean, but they the death rate on them was mortality rate was pretty high, over ten percent. So, but once they're established, they're like anything else. Right. I mean, yeah, they're that, actually they're really nice vines now, but it took you know after replacing them like five or six times. Yikes. Wow. Sort of like mm. ugh. So at the end of it, I owed him some money. He owed me plants. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I don't want any more of your plants. We'll yeah. just wash here. We'll just move on to each other in separate ways. And you know, 
it's fine. But then the next year, the vines I got from Duarte that I had to order a year in advance, those came in, and those have been really good. And so, anyway, fast forward to today. Yeah, you got 20 Pino, years you got now. Pino. You've got Pinot. What, what else do you have on site here? Pinot Gris. Yeah. You know what that Gris stuff is? Pinot Grass. Grassy Grass. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Gris, but it's gray. Yeah. yeah. So that's why they call it Gris. Okay. So Pinot Noir. Pinot Gris. Yeah. Pinot, Pinot Gris. You, you don't have. You don't get your no, Chardonnay on site. I don't blank stuff. No, I don't no. mess with the blank. <laughs> and and you had the winery. Yeah. The winery has you've, you've been making your wine mm-hmm. other places. What Laurel Ridge, I think, was it for, for a the while. The first year was over at Idea back in two thousand two. That would have been the first vintage. Yeah. And we did a merely seventy cases, three barrels off of that. Yeah. Mm. And then uh, in 2005, helped out Alfredo and Lorraine to put in their winery up at Apolloni, outside of Banks. And then in 2006, got an offer to make my wine closer to home and run the winery at Laurel Ridge. So then I moved over there and revamped that place. Resurrected their Bubbles program that was, you know, for the longest time, Laurel Ridge was known as the best house for Method Champenois hmm. in all of Oregon for a long time. And then hmm. Argyle came around and took over the spotlight. And then Laurel Ridge had a winemaker that made some bad choices. And they didn't really follow through with it. And their reputation went downhill yeah. pretty quick as a result of it, unfortunately. And you brought them back like the... Rising Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> Rising Duck. Or That's like a, a Thunderbird, you know, an old Thunderbird. Yeah, you know, something you really don't want to drink. Sweet. And then Just kidding. this has only been, your your winery here has only been up. It has been erected. I'm going to let that float out in the air. I like erected. that. No, it's only been erected for what, a couple years, right? This is yeah. your second? This no. will be your third vintage? Many. Many vintages here? Since 2000... When were you building it? How long? I don't know, maybe. I don't know. A few. 16, <laughs> I think. Okay. I think this has All been... Right. We've done three good. vintages now. Fourth, okay. this will be coming on, I think. Wow. Getting it all dialed. Time flies. I don't know. You know where After to put you all have a hoses? kid, you sort of forget things. It's all just you know? a blur. <laughs> it is. It's all about the kid. It's sort of like, how old are you now? Oh. What do you want? You want Pokemon? Okay. You want a beer? You want? I mean, no, you're too young. For not that. yet, but I mean, before too long. Get in trouble for that. Yeah. Have you had the talk with him yet? Not yet. He's not any interested in that. My kids weren't interested. You know what I did though? What? Took him to ringside. Did you really? Yeah. Buy a nice bottle of wine. I drank wine. I drank <laughs> enough you wine. It. You needed it to have the conversation. Yeah. No, I took both both Zanabu and Aiden out to ringside and said, "This is what we're doing." And I, I bribed so them with Aiden, food. did you have like what would you have like uh, Shirley Temple, Roy Rogers, probably root beer. Root yeah. beer is your choice. Aiden loves soda. Daddy That's had a little stuff. wine. It probably started with a little sparkling. And actually, I remember on Zanabu's very specifically, I had uh, Walter Scott, Pino, Meredith Mitchell, or something like that. I can't remember what, what it was. You pay for that? By the glass. Oh, it wasn't it too bad. Glass? It was 16 or something like oh, that. Oh, that's, that's reasonable. For, for that reasonable. wine, yeah, for a great wine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I love for So uh, that's that's my recommendation. So when you get when you get there. If it's ever open again, <laughs> we're going to go. Let's get let's bring it down. Are you just going to go there and buy up all their leftover steaks? Oh, hell yeah. No, they don't have any leftover steak. They, they already sold it. They sold out. They sold. had a line going down Burnside. Know, about like a mile long. Yeah, and they like had to have cops out there and oh, everything. Definitely waited. They like put out yeah. an email. We're like, hey, yeah, we're selling out our meat. People were like, faster from Omaha steak than than going up there though. Probably. It's an institution. Yeah. I, I fucking love Ringside. That is the, that is my mecca. I'm just doing a play for Omaha steaks. You? Why? Because <laughs> it's close to Kansas. And, I'm kidding. Is it? I don't even know. It is. Omaha's only like I've driven up there a few times. I guess Kansas is like two big. and a half, three hours, three hours at the I most. Don't know. The mid, it's all the Midwest. It's all just a big mush of corn. Oh, stop it! Yeah, that's horrible. Other than Lawrence, that's right? Bad, that I is the bastion of uh, culture, right? It is. It's the oasis in the middle of the plains. Where, of course, because my sister lives there. Totally. That's she made it such. It's a good place. So, uh, talk to me. Tell me about uh, your new project. 
You're canning. You've been canning wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially well, you you started with canning just Pinot Noir, right? That was your first. Well, I've always project, wanted right? to do canning, like you know that 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 Sofia Coppola shit. You know, I really dig on it just for the sake. It's just like an adult soda pop. Yeah. I don't know how it actually tastes. I've never ever had one, but the concept of having like um, a can, uh, like a single serving size can of bubbles where somebody could have that and enjoy, you know, just a glass of wine essentially. Yeah. And is just awesome. Instead of having to open a whole bottle of wine and feel the urge that, oh crap, I'm, I've got to get up early in the morning or I only have time for one glass of wine or something like that. Does my wife want to share it with me? If yeah. She oh, yeah. We have to agree what kind of wine we want to drink. She wants white. I want red. Or... Yeah. 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 That well, while meanwhile, though, you can just take pop up in a little can and it's enough for one person to have. And, you know, or or take it to a party or take mm-hmm. it to a picnic or Backpacking. camping or road soda I'm not indul- i'm not i'm not i'm not condoning Can, that i'm yeah. not saying that that's gotcha. you know what i mean though yeah. we all do yeah. it. we have absolutely so you started canning wine because you wanted canned wine yeah and i think <laughs> the idea of sparkling in cans is, is sort of a fun concept adult soda pop like i said yep and so you do something like that and you do it on like like we do a rosé of that, we do a Sab Blanc, we do a Paquette, which is sort of like a low-alcohol sort of wine. In this case, our version is a Sab Blanc that has been sort of in the process of that. We'll reconstitute the must after it's been pressed. Must is being the grape juice that is pressed from the skins. Thank you. And so trying to make it easy yeah i'll and, put a graphic up and yeah exactly all videos and stuff like this maybe we'll have aiden draw like shadow puppets and stuff of like paquettes and of things must and, like <laughs> yeah whatever punch down shit, anyway yeah. we can get all into that yeah. but anyhow so but i do like doing all these different versions of sparklings and so oh we've got our own little canning line so we can do and experiment and do all these things and we do right now we're also doing a sparkling sauvignon blanc cbd which is not alcohol there's no alcohol in it because that's part of the whole in oregon here there's the olcc which is the oregon liquor control commission and this is also based upon the ttb the tax and trade bureau which regulates our wine and alcohol regulations and laws and so in in this realm we are not allowed to mix ttb we we're not allowed to mix cbd i should say with alcohol so this is just sauvignon blanc juice right grape juice grape juice non-fermented no alcohol zero alcohol with some cbd about 25 milligrams Mm, of that and so it's it's fun. It's it's it is like I keep going on about adult soda pop. It is an adult soda pop. Can we do like an infomercial, like saying how Toads. it like heals all your wounds and like? Oh my god! Come on, you become brighter and smarter and all that stuff. And do you get like the slap chop guy? Slap chop. Slap chop. Slap I was thinking more Shen like wow. my pillow guy. Oh, real minus greasy. the minus well minus the crossy thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not down. I mean, I'm not against it and everything. I mean, like whatever to whatever, but you know, I'm not you know preachy okay. thing. It's not me. No, but I'm getting think, preachy, aren't I? I think there's a funny You're preachy about not preachy. Can we edit preachy. this stuff? Oh yeah, we well, can. We, we, won't. Edit, well, we won't edit anything out. No, <clears throat> this is raw. I think I think there's <sighs> a funny dog. stigma. Nice. I think I remember years ago <laughs> seeing on Shark Tank, it was an organ, a guy from Oregon, and he was selling wine. <clears throat> he had created sort of this like plastic oh, looking wine glass yeah, cup with a cup of Divino. Yep. Yeah. And they told it was him, on Shark Tank. And they basically told yeah. him no one wants wine out of anything but a wine glass. That's bullshit. They ended up funding him. I thought they I thought they all talked. Oh, I think they funded him. I thought he I think he walked away the first time at least. Maybe he said he went on a second time because I remember the following the the final interview him saying these guys don't understand. I've already made so much money on this. And he ended up getting uh either Whole Foods or uh we can we can we'll fact check it. Maybe. Check well, no, I don't. I know. I'm not one. But, yeah. what, but the reason I thought of it is because I remember the. It was actually brilliant. It is brilliant. And and part of the brilliance is that he knows at the end of the day, the consumer doesn't really give a shit if one percent of difference in taste happens, whether it does or not. 
they won't they don't really care because it's way more convenient it's like the opportunity cost of the lost glass is not enough well, is, I think I think what yeah, it means. What I I love the point you're going to, and sure. it, it's awesome. It's a perfect tie-in. Thank you, Cole. Well, I just I'm want to point out. I like that you're doing. I, it. I'm gonna have because it's like screw. Who cares? It's it's it is good wine, and you can drink it out of a still, can still. Okay, that's kind of what I was. Okay, trying never to, mind. What okay. I'm trying to say, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, I'm I'm with you 100 million yeah. percent, and I think that's what's a perfect tie-in where I was gonna go with the whole thing with the canning thing is. Okay. There is a need for alternative packaging. Yes. You know? Obviously. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's and transparency. Taking over, though. Totally. The whole Show, thought of space. we don't drink wine out of anything but right. the organ wine glass. It's like right. bullshit. I drink it out of a whiskey glass at home if I don't have a right. wine glass. Well, wine, good wine is good wine. talking, too, about barrier to entry for a lot of folks, right? Like, uh, including myself in the industry, if I'm going to go buy a bottle, like, there's nights I can't afford to drink super expensive but i can go out 100%. and get a fun you know but you're gonna want something split, good but you're gonna want something want good quality. though i do want yeah, you're not gonna just de- drink right. like just shit just no. for the mere sake of just no but the, up. so many of my friends that are That's something recently you do in high school yeah want they'd still want something that they can have just one glass of by themselves right in their apartment on a tuesday night right yeah yeah I'm totally down with that because yeah, like, you know, it. I know I was getting into this whole thing. I'm like, okay, there is a need for something other than just the 750 format and the 375 bottle format. Right. You know, yeah. I did, I did the three liter bag in the boxes for a period of time and I was, I really championed it. I wanted to do it right. But then everybody else was just like, oh, well, it's gotta be really cheap wine to mm. be put into that. Mm. So it sort of total devaluated the whole quality level. Mm. All right, to be continued. Okay. We need to take a little break, and we will be right back. Yeah, it's good. All right, and welcome back to Hospitality. Um, now, is the time, <laughs> now is the time where we, uh, we're going to do our up. top five. Uh, about top five wineries for bubbles in Oregon. Now, our top five for this is going to be focused on wineries that... Um, you can go to taste. They always have at least one. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, most of the time, more than one. Try to. So that's kind yeah. of like our. There are a lot of wineries that do one. Us. There's a lot of wineries that do the one. The token one. You're well. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so number one, of course, Argyle. Roots. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you're last. You're, you're on the list. <laughs> I am this last. is not in order. This no, is not in order. I don't care. It's not that, that name, important. That the name. You should taste Argyle's. Jim, or their uh, Dark oil? You could learn a few Ooh, things, Chris. Look at that. Whoa. Nice. Just a little. Just oh, a yeah. little. Here we go. No, Argyle is on the list, though. Um, they're not, yeah. not, not, so, not necessarily the top one. But right. Argyle is like a legitimate good place to get sparkling, and you can get how many? Five. You can do a bubble full flight. flight. Like five. I think it's the only place you can do an entire flight yeah. of just we bubbles. We did a flight. Except for Except roots. Except for roots. Yeah. yeah. Roots. Just call in advance. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to just do it, whip it out every day. Yeah. So yeah, you go to Argyle. Well, if people know the name, they can get Argyle. It's kind of known as the sparkling place. I mean, a lot of people request it when they're out yeah. and they want to either end or start with bubbles, and the and they have some good ones. They have they have yeah. some ones that I like, and you know you can go and. But the most important thing is you can go in there anytime and you can get a full bubble flight. So bubble fans, know. Argyle, it's hard to Thanks, sir. hard to keep them off the list. Exactly. What else we got, Cole? Um, we have it's a good temperature. Circle Blosser is on the list. Uh, I tasted this one in a tasting with Winderly, um, but honestly, I would be lying if I said I remember all the characteristics of it. I know it's a good, it's a really good um, sparkling. They do some really nice stuff. Yeah. But they've got a few options. Mm. Again, it's one of the nice things. Okay. I have, I only tasted one of them, and it was at one point. I mean, this is a year, couple yeah. years ago, but. Yeah, so I, a lot of times they'll, you'll walk right Fantastic. in, and they'll greet you with bubbles. Cheers. Whether it's the Evolution Spark thing or. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the bluebird, I think it's called the bluebird. Bluebird's yes. the one that like I that. Had. Yeah, that mm-hmm. one's nice. Good, and those are both affordable. Like the yeah. Evolution, I think is like around twenty bucks, twenty to twenty two bucks or something yep. like that. And the bluebird, I think, is under thirty. Um, and then I know they have a a, a brute rosé as yep. well, mm-hmm. and they might even have one more. I'm not sure, but that's that's pretty good. Yeah, I remember they like it was like 2011. You know, when we had the really cool vintage, yeah, it was, um, they were, they, they, I was getting calls from, I was at Laurel Ridge at the time and they were really gung ho on wanting to go full on bubbles and stuff. Nice. And, 
and do a lot. I never really worked with them, but, you know, Alex and Allison have always been wanting to take it up a notch from where his mom, their mom and dad started. Yeah. You know, and um, I know that they've, they've worked really hard at, at doing that, and, and I've had the Bluebird before, and it's really, for the price point, it, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not going to diss Argyle, but I think it's better than Argyle's mm-hmm. entry level and mm-hmm. their price I'd point. I'd agree, mm-hmm. yeah. At that, at that price point that Argyle does it, at, I'm not saying that Argyle doesn't make good stuff. I mean, like, Nate makes some really nice bubbles. And the extended tirage stuff and the older stuff. And they're always their Blanc de Blanc is always like yep. really rock solid. Like great examples of what Oregon can do yeah. with with Method Champion Law. Yeah, I've always thought, yeah, the same thing. Good good deal. When I go to Soccer Blosser, oftentimes I'll <laughs> walk out of there with what? a sixer of the Evolution or the Bluebird just because I like having bubbles. I like having bubbles around. Mm-hmm. Actually, now that I think about it, I've had the Evolution yeah. with you. That's For the yellow, sure. ca- yellow can. Yeah. Right. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. The Bluebird, I remember because there's like kind of um, there's a, like a like a lemony, yeah, like a lemony taste to it. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, mm. They probably mm-hmm. put some lemon in it. Yeah. Lemons. A little fermented with lemons. A little yeah. squeezy squeeze. Probably more Blanc de Blanc, more white grape. Yeah. Mm. Um. All right. Yeah. Next one on the list. Trusatum. Uh, Trusatum. Yeah, yeah. You, you've had that. I've had them. Yeah, they're, it, they're good. I think the last time we were there, we tasted two or three of them on the flight. Yeah. Um, so that was nice. They're, yeah, and I think to get them all, you probably have to call ahead, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yep. They have had, like, all white flights in mm-hmm. the past and stuff, so I'm not sure if they lean bubbles that way. But just knowing that if you have, you know, like, some people in your group that want want bubbles you can go and you know and yeah. i know you can taste it because what we run into a lot is people like oh yeah i like bubbles and then you you know you you end up there's a lot of places that have one you know right. and if you if they say they like bubbles and then you take them to a, a, a winery that has one they're like <laughs> yeah. hey well, and often cool. the one that has one doesn't want to open a bottle of bubbles because they're yeah. like if we made a few cases of that or yeah. we made a few barrels of that because if they only make one thing about bubbles, you know, bubbles takes a lot of work as we've kind of gone over. I guess we, maybe you could explain how much work bubbles takes so people, wondering why people don't make a lot of them. Well, I guess it also depends on what sort of classification of bubbles are you mm-hmm. sure. looking Meth- at. Meth- doing, Meth- well, if somebody wants to make a true yeah, champagne style. Yeah, Method Champignon yeah. in that case, yeah. yeah, that's a lot more labor intensive, time consuming cost prohibitive sort of wine to make where you are exerting a lot more effort than your returns usually are Mm -hmm. so from a cost standpoint it's it's a lot more to undertake Hmm. so when you're going good when you're going to go look that route um you got to look at basically how much are you going to want to make what size of distribution are you do you have for that what is your price point? Right. I mean, I mean, I know these are all sort of geeky things for like the insider people to determine, but it ultimately will be the deciding factor upon wineries being making one right. or making a shit ton. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, to get totally technical on right. it. You know, that's what we're. Well, and why? And it's 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 good to understand why when you go to a place. Like we're talking about this with a group like that, mm-hmm. why people will get frustrated and say, you know, you can't open your bubbles. It's like, well, we don't make that many bubbles, and it costs so much labor-wise for us to make each bottle, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That to just open it and maybe let you try it and maybe buy it. It's not maybe. like that, yeah. you know. So, like yeah. Stefan's saying, when you go, if you want to go to somewhere, the ones we're talking about are going to offer you a selection of bubbles. They're going to not feel maybe as Ideally, yeah. Taken aback with by right. and asking to taste it. Right. Because yeah. they're kind of known for bubbles uh, themselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back to the list. Our fourth spot, of course, is, is Roots. Is um, I, I love people, bringing people here for bubbles. Usually I'll re- request ahead. Summertime, Thank but you. oftentimes you'll just have a bubbles flight that yeah, you can. Well, if you have enough kind of like volume, people well, coming through. It's definitely great to have a call ahead sort of situation. Because we've run into a little bit of a, you know, we, we've, we, the popularity of bubbles have gone up substantially mm. in, in the Willamette Valley over the past few years, which is yeah. beautiful to see. And 
we have not been able to keep up with that production. So mm. our production is sort of limited, but we do have bubbles. But if we know in advance that this is what you're looking at wanting to do, we'll definitely cater towards you. We, I mean, we're not stupid. Come on. It's not like we're going to be like, no, 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 no. We're only going to cater to these clientele Okay, but people. some people literally do that. So. Well, I know. Well, <laughs> but they I, are stupid. I, I, so. Well, yeah. no, I don't know if they're stupid. It's just they're, they're, that's their business model, and that's what their the way business they, they, they want to no, do. Their business model is annoying. So. Yeah. Okay, so now what are all the bubbles that you make? Um, rosé. I do a Sauvignon mm-hmm. Blanc bubbles. But those both are more like – when we were talking about initially about like different types of bubbles, there's the method champignon mm. t- style, which is Labor intensive, traditional, and, yeah. Yeah, right. traditional. And then yeah. the other ones that I just was just rattled off, the rosé and the Sauvignon Blanc, those are both what we would call force carbonated mm-hmm. sort of ones. Those are for like the everyday sort of purposes. It's it's you know like adult soda pop. Going back to yeah. that, it's less expensive. Yeah, it's, it's easier to do. It it creates a wine that. You get the bubbles that you want, but it doesn't have the complexity, potentially, of, say, the Method Champenois, where it's been aged. It's been, um, it's been uh, aged for, like, three years or so, and then disgorged, and then left on the lees, and all the extra tidbit to it. Yeah. Yeah. So... Okay. So you got the two? Yeah, there's those two, and then we yep. usually have, like, you know, a couple meth and champenoise, or three of them we have at least of between the Blanc de Blanc, the Blanc de Noir, and the Brute. The Brute would be a mix between Blanc de Blanc being white grapes traditionally, uh, and usually it's Chardonnay predominantly. Uh, what else is in there Blanc besides de Chardonnay? Noir, which was? In the Blanc de Blanc, besides Chardonnay, yeah, it, it can there. be it can be Pinot Blanc or it can be Pinot Gris or it could be I've uh, seen even actually a Blanc de Blanc but you know it's usually just Chardonnay but I've I've actually I have seen somebody call a Blanc de Blanc with just a little bit of Riesling in it mm-hmm. which is you know I, I'm fine with it personally I'm not down with like it's got to be like 100% this or that sort of rigidity to the whole but you spit it in their fucking labeling. face like what the f- you are betraying Assholes. all tradition but like in burgundy or yeah. in uh, i'm sorry in, in champagne they would never put riesling or well they can't you know, yeah they don't grow there riesling there mm-hmm. yeah but they do i think there Smaller are a than... few vineyards that there is a little bit of pinot blanc mixed in there and then the, there's another white grape too i can't remember what it is i don't it's not oxawa it's Something else, but anyways, that's something I've got to go look through my books to go research again. Or but anyway, um, yeah, and then and then you've done uh, Malone. Yeah, you still do that one. Malone too. Oh yeah, I love that one. Yeah, we'll resurrect that again when I find a better source for fruit. <laughs> and I've got I've got fruit coming up here. I'm okay. Okay. take about. Won't be this year's harvest. Maybe next year's. We'll we'll get okay. some fruit from that. Hmm. I uh, yeah. I'm a huge fan of the sparkling Sauvignon Blanc. Thank the you. little cans, these these little guys. That's just like a summertime. Keep. Mm. I always try and keep some in the fridge. Mm. It's a winner. But I like. Yeah, I've enjoyed all of your bubbles. So so bravo. Thanks, um, bro. So those are four places. Mm. We don't have a top a real top five. Those are four places that you can go and you can all, almost always get two or more sparkling, yeah. especially if you call ahead. Now, in place of a fifth one, um, we're gonna all pick kind of a favorite single bottling so these are wineries that make maybe one sparkling and but it's just it's dynamite and it's really really worth discussing Mm -hmm. and uh you'll sometimes get it in the flight but oftentimes not um but know that if you go see it on a shelf or whatever that it's gonna be good um my one that i want to add on there that i that i want to have as an honorable mention or whatever you want to call it is the native flora sparkling oh i think uh cuvee lucier lucier something like that um, I love it. I think it's really good. Scott does a nice job. It's not too. I don't like the really yeasty uh, kinds of sparklings, and uh, I think he uses actually a little Pinot Blanc in there, and, uh, and it's a tasty one. So that's mine. What do you guys? Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Uh, mine's probably going to be the Brut Rosé right now at Grand Moraine. Um, I think Shane's doing a great job with that project. Mm. 
Oh, is it my turn? It's your turn. If you can be. Oh my god. Feel special. You're like one of the. Boys. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I like beer. <laughs> no, as far as method champagne cha- of beers, what, you mean like method champenois? Yeah, who's got good sparkling out there? You like? Oh God! Mm, I mean, yummy. J.K. Carriers was good when he did it. I don't know if he's following up still. Yeah, but his his price point was a little bit on the higher side, but it was very limited, very small. He was focusing on that, on that whole pretense of it. I think Raptor does a really good job, Raptor Ridge, yeah. with Fair. their bubbles as well. Um, you know, other than that, Anime, you know, I think t- what Thomas is doing, mm. he's... He's been at it for a while. Yeah, and he's yeah. very focused on the white varietals, on the, on the, you know, I don't want this to sound like very, like race war oriented between white and darker sort of varietals. I mean, I, I, I hate sounding like that, but I mean, yeah. his, his take on like, like Mueller Turgau and some of the other like Rieslings and Pinot Blanc. And he, he does a fantastic, that's probably what I, I like the most from him is he does a sparkling like Pinot Meunier, hmm. which is a traditionally, grape that's grown in the champagne region that is totally under championed that's a which, red red grape it's a red yeah, grape okay, so yeah just... so sorry i got off the track of the other thing but anyway but uh it's it's phenomenal i think okay. mueller i mean uh, pinot meunier is totally under underrepresented yeah there's in, not much of it around oregon yeah i think flamur has one mm-hmm. i think so yeah there's not much yeah Definitely cool. Nice to see more of it. I think I know what you're going to say. <clears throat> uh, I'll say the RSM from Roots. Roots? Rocco? From, from Rocco. Rocco. Close. Uh, Roland has been making champagne for a really long or making sparkling for a really long time. I like that one. It was really Delicious. good. Yeah. Yeah. And you had some other favorites. You Like you said, you did that little tasting with Robert. And yeah, the Kramer uh, sparkling was really good that I had. Again, this is a while back, but... Robert Britton, I got to taste through a few different interesting sparklings with him. Also, the sparkling Riesling from Brooks is really interesting. Mm. Mm. Um, is, it a, is it completely dry? Or? Oh, really? yeah. yeah, very I dry like and very metallic-y kind of. Mm. The sect. Yeah. The, the German German it's German intense, Riesling method champignons are awesome. So good. Yeah. Mm. It totally could burn, ina- burn like some sort of enamel off your teeth probably. But oh, the acidity. Yeah. But it was good. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Sounds great. Um, yeah, they're super fun. Other Soder, good ones. Soders, sparkling rosé is really yeah, good too. Soders is good. Yeah, yeah. They greet you with it at the or they greet you with the regular rosé. Sparkling, usually. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, it's, it's really good. That one's a good one. The um, Evening Land, of course. Right. Never had Evening Land. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's really nice. Really, when did they start doing that? Tell it's me been a on the more. flight for a more. year and a half or more. Yeah, and I like the Domain Devio. They yeah. just released their first sparkling. Oh, now, there's somebody locally Bruno? who's doing a sparkling, like, Please. doing a sparkling for people, right? You who's heard the, about this, Who's the Chris? dude? Wait, what? There's somebody who's doing Andrew sparkling. Davis? Andrew that Davis, it? that's it. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Tall, lanky guy. Yep. Actually, it's funny. That was a nice lead-in on Evening Lands because his wife, Isabel Lumiere, was the winemaker and all that. For Evening Lands, and I remember her back in 2007 when Evening Lands was just impetus to sort of beginning thoughts and stuff with um, Mark Tarlov, who is the sort of the the guy behind it pulling the strings and everything. (laughs) The Barker? He's the heart heart and the love behind everything. He was who? Mark Mark Tarlov. Oh, really? Yeah, he's he's got such a great philosophy. He's an interesting cat. I mean, I remember meeting him with Sashi Mormon and and uh, and Isabel, they were coming out, sort of taking a look at different facilities. And 2007, they came over and looked at Laurel Ridge, and they were going to make wine at another facility. And they liked the space and everything, and that there was enough room for them. And they're like, "Well, you know, what if we did all our production here?" It's like, "All right, sure, yeah." So they did all their production in 2007 there, mm-hmm. and it worked out nicely they were very nice dominate seemed nice and all yeah and uh 
It was cool, but I never knew that they were doing bubble. They well, they didn't do bubbles at that time. Well, speaking of Tarlov and Tarlov projects and bubbles, I got to work for him. Yeah, you got to work for him and sold. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I started up the so I went from 24? chapter twenty four, and then I got hired on to help start up the Alit project, and I managed that tasting room. And I mean, I tried to help. Yeah, it was weird because was they hired me on, sort of to. I was I was working at Purple Hands at the time, and they gave me a huge pay bump. And they sort of expressed to me, hey, we really want you to, like, just give us everything you have. We want you to redo the Facebook, redo everything. Well, we want sounds you to like a conversation for later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. This is Haas brutality. This is not a Haas. No, right. Haas, Haas brutality. Yeah. But, yeah, it was. It was uh, smooth it over. No. But what they ended up doing was hiring me into a tasting room where there was a tasting room manager who didn't ever know that I was coming in to be her boss. And I basically, she was sort of under the impression that she was getting tasting room help. (laughs) And I was getting the impression I was going to manage tasting room Mm -hmm. and then sort of. So we just were both like, okay, that was, you know. It's awkward. Yeah. And uh, I never got insurance. It was was a mess. But they've got, the reason we're bringing it up. They have an amazing Grand Cru Champagne. Yeah, and they Grand import Cru. So it. If you want to go taste the Grand Cru Champagne, if they have it, yeah. at an affordable price. Uh, yeah, thirty-five right. bucks. Like Thirty-five, thirty-five bucks. They sell yeah, out of it. Really it's okay. amazing. I mean, it's it really good. is an amazing. So are champagne. they buying already built stuff and just mm-hmm. relabeling it? All right, we got a. Yeah, we got a <laughs> we're on the on the up to the up to it here. So uh, we will be right back. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> All right, welcome back to hospitality. Uh, now is the segment where we discuss what's been brutal and what's been beautiful. Here in the Lamb Valley, and uh, the for what's been brutal, um, we're gonna discuss. We're gonna go back to COVID a little bit, and we talked about a winery that was doing it really well Oof. last week, and then a wine uh, that was uh, Alexana Charles. What did they Good. do? Charles is just so. Who's Charles? First Charles Hessen Hessen Hessen. Chuck goes by Chuck. Um, he's he's they've just been killing it over there, like in terms of making everybody feel like at ease. Oh, is he mm. like the yeah, he's like the tasting room lead manager? Yeah. Doing a great job. Oh, good. Consumers. Really cool. Yeah. yeah. Great well, How? Now, how so? Because I'd like to you give some tips. You obviously didn't watch the whole episode from last week where we went all the It's a fine balance of comfort Sorry. and knowing that people <laughs> are nervous. So acknowledging that there's something going on and that people are going to be nervous, so not throwing all the rules out the window. Uh-huh. But also making it enjoyable and making it, like, fun and people can relax because they know stuff's clean and safe. That's kind of, I think, the vibe they're getting at Alexander. Yep. And mm-hmm. that's not happening everywhere. So a lot, no. some places you're walking in, it's like this instant tension. You know, it's just like, okay, we need you yeah. to put on a mask. Like I did this, t- I did a tasting. Uh, what was it called? The Toomey, the Toomey tasting up at Prince Hill. You know, the new guys in town from oh, Silver, Silver Oak. Oak. Uh-huh. God, this guy up from California, he was so uptight, just like tension, 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 like. And it's happened in a couple other places. DVO is having a problem with it. Stoller is the one, though, that has been brutal. And they're such a big place. And they have typically had really good customer service. Like, I've been pretty happy for mm-hmm. a big winery mm-hmm. with Stoller's overall service. During COVID, it's been a disaster. Yeah. An, an absolute disaster. You pull up, there's like a tent where someone greets you. And it's like, okay, whatever. And they say, you know, they, you get the reservation, you put, give them your name. Oh, they find the reservation. They say, okay, you've got to go up to the parking lot and park, and you're going to get a text when when they'll let you in. You know, okay, you go you go up, you park, and you wait. And you wait, and you wait, and you wait. And we've done this a few times since COVID, and it's, it's like 15, 20 minutes. Really? Yeah, and one of the oh, times, on, the my driver yeah. had to actually go you up get, to the door. You, you had an appointed time. You had an this appointed is, time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're but, on the reservation sheet. Well, that's their For a 130 deal. reservation, you show up, At and it's 130 or 125 right. or whatever. And they make you wait until... And they make you wait until 145, 150. No, 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 no. Right. That's the problem. You're off. It's not like some restaurant where they're going to want to grease you to try to get, like, an extra couple couple drinks at the bar yeah, no, no, no. It's no, you're sitting literally sitting in your car. Waiting I'm for them sorry, to that's come out and not cool. In. It's sitting in, yeah, you're sitting in your car. It puts the whole day off. It sucks. They're, they they got to figure that if out. If you don't have They're a tasting that's enjoyable, then don't have a tasting at all. You know? What if you have that much space? Fucking you do figure it out. Space. You got yeah. like, social distancing. And, and I've got, I'm like, working in a tasting room that has a a fifth of that space. Right. And 
figure it out. As soon as you're there, we well, know we your had, reservation's we had coming. Like the table set. Yeah, thousandth. Of right, but you're not. But you're not going to tell people. Dude, you we know got someone's a thimble. Yeah. It's in the size of Stoller's place. Well, this is this is the whole theme of the whole COVID thing and people's responses. There's a lot of people talking to other people as if they're not adults. Yeah. Yeah. Which I respect your decision to want to well. sleep in a plastic bag and wear a mask everywhere you go, and that's fine. I'm wearing a mask every time I go anywhere public. However, to say you shouldn't do that, that's dangerous. It's like, fuck you. I know it's dangerous. I, I get in my car and drive every day. There's So so the, pub, the places that want to be open, there's a certain amount of saying – we're all acknowledging there's danger in the air, mm-hmm. but we're also acknowledging you're adults, and if we're going to be open, we're not going to treat you like children. Right. And that's what they're doing is treating you like kids who don't understand how to wash your own hands. And it's like, we've decided that this is the rules. We're yep. going to put all these walls up. And I mean, even within that, though, it's just a total – it's a lack of preparation. Right. right? If you yeah. know you have a 130 appointment, right. you have – you've turned that table. You've sanitized. Yeah. You've created yeah. your walking yeah, channels. Prepared. You request a mask at the door, and you seat people at one thirty. Yeah, yeah, it's That's, it's it's very strange. I mean, I know they they have a larger volume, and I guess they feel the need and to have a more elaborate system or something because they have so many people going through there. But they can do better. Yeah. I think. That's, yeah, I think if your business is hospitality, you should be able to have a better experience at Stoller than you do at like the doctor's office, which is where I work. Yeah. And I guarantee you, people have had a better experience just pure, pure customer service. Yeah, because you feel safe. If you're going to somewhere to have a good time, which is specifically why you go to a winery, hopefully you get good customer service and a great yeah. example of how COVID, you know, how how the modern hospitality looks when this is happening. Right. Unfortunately, you get this, like, oh, shit, is this how the world's going to be? Yeah. And that's not a good feeling. You know? yeah, it's, yeah. it's been kind of a bummer. Yeah. So, anyway, so that's uh, that's been a little bit brutal. And, frankly, I'm just not going to take people to Stoller as much because of it. So maybe after COVID's over, but... Uh, go to Alexana some more because of Charles. Uh, beautiful. Uh, Antigua Terra is doing their tastings out at Keeler Estate. Um, so Keeler has a couple hundred acres. Um, it's a beautiful property, but they built this platform deck overlooking their vineyard site. Antigua Terra has a vineyard site that borders Keeler. So that's right. where that makes sense for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you're looking over a portion of their vineyard site. Um, but you drive up through these majestic white oaks. They're part of that Oregon White Oak Rehabilitation Program, um, the White Oak Accord. Um, but you meet and you sit up looking out over this gorgeous vineyard space. The tables are far enough away to be comfortable. Um, but it's just so well done. And their entry-level tastings are 35 bucks. Praise Jesus. Right? Like You can do that. You can do the $90 tasting where they have a chef pairing and they're doing At the winery. So uh, on no on site the ninety dollar mm-hmm. deal at the you can they only have a handful of them a day. Ooh, that's fantastic. Though. That um, can't be easy offsite. It's, it's adapting to overcome. Right, but yeah. I mean they've done a fantastic yeah. job, and I love Maggie's wines. So the amount of work that to put yeah. into that is insane. I bet. Well, yeah. it's it's nice that they actually have a tasting experience that is as beautiful right. as the wines. Yes, the wines are beautiful. Yeah, well, and their and their hospitality team the, is incredible too, as far as telling a story of a wine and like. It felt like you were sitting with a romance novel writer. Their staff was so like okay, the story of Maggie, the story of the wines, verbiage that I'm probably like not capable show. of. Yeah, it was it was great. I was tickled. Good show. That I was tickled That's deeply. Amazing. Cool. And our last uh, beautiful thing we uh, we had our first first annual wine country pride parade. Yes, sir. And it happened in downtown Newburgh. Did their did a route? Unfortunately, I was out of town. It was like right in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I was out of town. I was in California when it happened. Otherwise, I would have enjoyed watching that. But yeah, they did did the dressed up some cars and marched mm-hmm. and did it. And it was yeah. like it was cool. I hope um, uh, I hope that keeps going. And uh, I think there's there's a lot of uh, good representation of the LGBTQ community in Oregon wine country. Right. So it's cool to to kind of see them. Um, get out and and show show the pride. Yeah, yeah. So. Actually, work towards becoming a more inclusive space. Right. Yeah. Newburgh is so Imagine that. Already. Yeah. It is interesting how many people though. You know, <clears throat> it's a lot of people that are scared to. In, in the communities like Newburgh, small towns that are, it's like they're not old enough to be like, oh, I can just be myself. You know, it's weird. You know, being in a, in a community it's where come a long way. Old people just are. 
it's like this is the way you live your life you know and there's just this framework to it mm-hmm. yeah well they and they happen to do like a loop around newburgh friends church oh conveniently <laughs> i think it's a beautiful thing yeah. i do too it's yamhill county where we're seated where we sat uh or seated is an interesting sort of area where you know things come a little bit slower there it's it's pretty entrenched in things not changing at all but it and I understand that, and, and I get slow, it, and it's totally, and I'm totally change. cool with that to an extent. But there's yeah, certain aspects that. where it's like, if it doesn't affect you, then why do you need to make it about you? You know, like if <laughs> I'm if, outraged. If well, if people want to have, if people want to be with each other, and they happen to be the same sort of gender, gender and whatnot. Why does it matter? Why does it matter to you? Why? It shouldn't because it's not affecting you at all. It's that person is not going to go rub themselves up it's on the you. The same at all. reason it matters. <laughs> it's it's like, the same reason why it matters that I found out the right God and your God is going to make you. you're going you're to end up in hell. No, but it's just that's, that I want you to be but okay. That's, that's, that's not. But that's not true though. Because well, exactly. But that's what they think in their mind. Whatever I believe in, what I want to do is does not. That doesn't affect you. Shouldn't affect you. And it. But it affects it, Jesus. But I don't care what religion it is. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Do. That's why they're bitching about. Well, it. but it doesn't because matter. Because they're afraid that. But that, why does it matter? That it's going to be accepted that all these people. You think that's why? Mm-hmm. Oh, Cole, yeah. Cole's raised in the church. I raised in the church. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that's why. Because no, just, I personally, I'm not going to, I'm not going to name him on this podcast. Oh, podcast but I personally know a guy that's <laughs> gay hours on and this. he's married. Well, I know, but I mean, still though, I just, I, 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 I sort of see it, but I don't see it. I, I, I think when it comes down to it, it should be just about like what I like to do with my own beliefs and body and whatever this realm here if it doesn't affect you in or whoever i would right. like it to own, affect me chris i would like well your then that's your own that's your own <laughs> yeah dude realm. it affects me from right here with pants on yeah <laughs> oh yeah I, I think you might have actually impregnated me these are royal rabbits they're nice right pants <laughs> they're good pants too <laughs> they amplify yes the point but the, no, the point is the point is your bulge you're raised in a church which shut your most of newburgh is douche newburgh's a very religious community Love it. <laughs> if you're raised in that community, <laughs> your mindset is you're being, you're told go save what? people's lives. That's what church people do. Right. Well, I don't, mean, like, don't, like, don't let them live in agony. Don't let them well, go know, to hell. I know. I know. And same with the Mormons. And same with the Methodists. Yeah. Same with the and 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 politics the, are religion now. Politics are the new religion. Well, no, politics have always been in the religion since because like the, the death Roman of religion. Catholic politics days. is now more religious well, than ever. Well, yeah, it is. It's been amplified. I'd say. I mean, I think the Crusades I mean, were pretty amplified. Oh, <laughs> I think yeah. we're probably they were. Except the for same, the Christian Crusades, or you know, the, the Children but, Crusades. Right. That was sort of a slaughter going on. It's like, <laughs> you can't send, like, tens of thousands of kids out there to, like, I mean, to fucking... Interesting like, strategy. You know, like, yeah, totally. I'd like to it's select like, some kids. What if they oh, as a teacher? Oh, yeah, yeah. That kid can oh, go. What if it had war? Yeah, and then there was... And then they just send kids at the Trevor, fuck you. Go to war. That's... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know many good Trevor. Or the peasants. We need a really good lawyer. For this sake, Trevor's. I'm not saying last names. Uh, don't name your kid Tre- Trevor because he's going to turn out to be an asshole. Jesus, man. Or, no, or Ken. Always. Chads are always up Chad. there, too. Chad is the best douchebag name ever. Uh, it's Chad, yeah. It's, it's up there. That, it always comes it back to Chad. Chad, dude. And I know, I know well, a guy named Chad who's what, super what's nice. The, but what's the latest Ken and Karen thing? Karen's oh, the white the Karen. racist the white ones. woman. Oh, yeah. But then there was Ken, though. It was Ken. Can and care with the guns on their yeah, porch yeah, yeah, and trying to like board yeah. off the khaki. All right, we gotta we gotta move on to uh, yeah. our last segment. Story to? no, well, okay, we're gonna move on oh, figuratively. Oh yeah, not yeah. literally. Yeah, in the pod. To story time, story story time with Cole. Cole, we've got about six story minutes. Take it away. I have a quick Cole. story. All right, quick story. <clears throat> story Kay. time with Cole. Uh, hey, college. You gotta have a song to go with that. So uh, so in college, I didn't have much money like most people, and I saved up all this money. To buy this Onyx bracelet. <clears throat> I don't know why I thought that was so important to buy. But I wanted to look cool. So I had just gotten done like lifting weights, 
and I get home from um, we had had like a team thing with the football team, and I I'm feeling all pumped up, and I'm gonna go like longboarding, and I throw on this Onyx brand new bracelet that I bought. Which I'm like, okay. And no shirt. I'm about to be pumped up, right? Skating through campus. Oh. A sweet looking bracelet. Bitches are going to be. Some new board shorts. Yeah. Were you showing off your Come Jesus on. tattoo? I mean, I had my Jesus sweet, tattoo out. Sweet young ladies. It was wide. It was right out there for them to see. <laughs> so this is my brain thinking this. So I leave my house and I'm like, you know, cruising, feeling super sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I get to the perfect place. Middle of campus, it's a hot day, so all the girls are out in their bathing suits, like tanning. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so I'm cruising by like this yes. enormous group of girls in my class. And in my mind, I'm thinking, this chick <laughs> wants me. I don't know which one, but one of them's probably just talking about me right now. Yeah. And so I like quick glance over at him <laughs> and like nod. <laughs> and I turn back, and there's a curb. And like a like a tree with like a planter box planted around it and a curb around it, three feet from my board. And I don't know, like I was obviously thinking I was gonna steer. So I turn, hit it, barely miss the tree, and I land like over the top of the planter box, <laughs> smash my hands against the concrete course, and this brand new bracelet, which I paid like two hundred and twenty five bucks for, for the onyx, shatters the onyx one. On an onyx bracelet. It was fucking hot, too. dude. Dude, it looks so sexy. So cool. Shatters, shatters into all over the the pavement, and uh, I like. Pick myself up and I go to start picking up the pieces. And I'm like, Fuck it! And I just get on my board. I don't even look back. I get on my board and just take off. Yeah, you've been so deflated oh, right there. Man, those chicks had to have been loving that. They did. did you I go talked back, to them like, about it. Two hours later, later to yeah. find the pieces. Did you or get no? a date? No, I didn't. Um, I don't think I got a date out of that. But mm. it was really funny when I talked to the girls about it, and uh, I felt like a complete douche. Like I felt like an asshole. You know, I was yeah. feeling. I was trying so hard. Oh, reality. And when you hits. try hard, you die hard. Yeah. Bam. Like Moral that. of the story, I guys. I love it. I like it. I'm, we're gonna we're gonna end on that note. If you try hard, you die hard. Like As Con- always. Like Kanye West says. Yeah. Oh God. Damn it. Never mind. I unquote myself. I un- I, I just unsaid that. We'll edit that out. All right. Uh, once again, we are hospitality. I'm Stefan Zarnecki of Black Tie Tours. <gasps> Wesley Jones, Tour Cascadia. Cole Rogers, local artist, and. Thank you, Chris Berg, for having Peace. us up at the winery. Well, as well. Mm, love you, brother. Love you. We will see you next time.